Hello. Is there any real benefit in being a Christian? If there is real benefit, then why aren't people flocking to become Christians? Are we on the wrong track? Or is it the case that there is real benefit in being a Christian? The passage that we're going to consider today is a passage that does show us that there is real benefit in being a Christian. What we're going to see is that Jesus gives life. Jesus, in fact, gives us spiritual life, and that is a real benefit indeed. Let's have a look at this passage. Mark chapter 8, verses 1 to 10. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full, and there were about 4,000 people, and he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with, the disciple, with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. The first point we see here is that Jesus is concerned about death. We see this in verses 1 to 3. The crowd that had gathered around Jesus was enthralled by him. In their eyes, he was from another world. They'd been with Jesus for three days without food. And Jesus was concerned that this great crowd would die, that they would faint on the way back to their homes. Jesus, in verse 2, has the response of compassion, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. The compassion was significant all the more because Jesus was in Gentile territory, in non-Jewish territory, which shows that he was concerned for the Gentiles as well as for the Jews. It is, in fact, the third in a set of miracles showing Gentile inclusion. The first was the healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. There was an exorcism there of an unclean spirit. Secondly, there was the healing of the deaf man, again in Gentile territory. And the third, which is the one we consider today, the feeding of the 4,000, was also in Gentile territory. So we do see that Jesus is concerned for the Jews as well as the Gentiles, which is a wonderful picture of compassion. In this particular passage, we see that he was concerned that the crowd would die physically. 
But Jesus' concern for physical death is symbolic of his concern for man's state of spiritual death. We know that Jesus is ultimately concerned about spiritual death. And this is represented here by his concern for physical death. We are people, all of mankind, are dead in sin. The Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesian Christians and said in his letter in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world. He is writing to Christians and reflecting upon what, the, what their state was before becoming a Christian. Now, all of mankind is dead in sin until such time as they become a Christian, until such time as they put their trust in Jesus and live for him and have him as their Lord. Jesus' concern is for people who are dead in sin, he is concerned about spiritual death. Jesus' concern for man's spiritual death is something that is very serious to him. And there is no one who is more concerned about this than him. Now, while we see Jesus' concern about death here, we also see in this miracle of the feeding of the 4,000 that Jesus is the only one who can give life. And that is our second major point. We see this arise in the question put to Jesus by the disciples. And we see that in verse 4. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? Well, of course Jesus could feed 4,000 people. He'd already fed 5,000 people a few passages before in Mark's Gospel. Had the disciples forgotten about the feeding of the 5,000? I don't think that the disciples would have forgotten such a miracle. I just think that they were people who did not understand who Jesus is and were very slow in understanding what Jesus was able to do. The point that is being made by Mark, the Gospel writer, with this particular question is that no one else could feed these people in this desolate place. There were no other villages that could be gone to to be able to source food from. That was in fact an option in the feeding of the 5,000, although Jesus didn't draw upon that. Here we are in a desolate place and what we see is that no one else could have fed these people who were hungry in this great crowd. Jesus was the only one who could give life, the only one who could give physical life. Now this is true when it comes to spiritual life. Jesus is the only one who can give spiritual life. Seeing that mankind was dead in sin, as we've already considered in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, he gave up his life on the cross, taking the penalty for our sin, which is death. He took this penalty upon himself so that we could have spiritual life when we repent and believe in him. 
Jesus is the one who gives spiritual life and he is the only one who can do it. So to recap, we've first of all seen that Jesus is greatly concerned about death, that is spiritual death. And we've secondly seen that Jesus is the only one who can give life, that is spiritual life. The third point is the life that Jesus gives satisfies. And we see that in verses five to nine. Let me refresh us with these verses. And he asked them, how many loaves do you have? They said seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish and having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. Well, verse 8 is very significant. They ate and they were satisfied. There was physical satisfaction. But Jesus also spiritually satisfies. We know in another gospel account, in John chapter 6, verse 35, that Jesus said these words, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. What a beautiful picture of spiritual satisfaction. The physical satisfaction stands for the spiritual satisfaction that one gains when they repent and they believe in Jesus. Do you know this spiritual satisfaction in your life? Can you see that others are on the wrong track and are seeking spiritual satisfaction in the wrong places? Could you have a role in pointing them to Jesus? Well, is there any real benefit in being a Christian? Yes, there most certainly is. Jesus is the one who gives life. He gives spiritual life that truly satisfies. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for Jesus giving up his life so that we can have life. Please enable us to realize this life by believing in him. Please enable many others to come to realize true spiritual satisfaction by trusting in him. And we ask this through Jesus, your son. Amen.